Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my Hi, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Days with Murph. Wow, it feels like a year since I've said those words. <laughs> but, um, yes, uh, we are finally back from from what felt like a two-year-long hiatus, <laughs> even though it's only been about two months. Uh, 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 today on the show, I'm incredibly excited. Uh, uh, we have, uh, have a super talented singer-songwriter, Sam Hatmaker. We'll uh, uh, um, um, talk with Sam about her career, her music, and anything she's working on that uh, she can talk about. Uh, this is going to be fun. And now for my next trick, folks, I will attempt to remember uh, how to bring Sam on the show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so let's go ahead and welcome um, the lovely Miss uh, Sam Hatmaker. Hey, Sam, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, thank you again for doing this. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, as I said in the intro, and I know I know we were talking a little bit off air, but it feels like I haven't done uh, one of these podcasts in about two years. I totally get that, yeah. it's um, Nashville has a, a habit of kind of shutting down um, right when December hits. We're all in holiday break mode, and so I, I'm kind of just coming mm-hmm. back from it myself, so totally get you there. <laughs> and 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 speaking of coming back uh, and, get, and getting back into the swing of things, you uh, played your first show of the year last night, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was super fun. Um, it was a great way to start the year. I played uh, at the Listening Room, which is one of my most favorite venues in Nashville, um, maybe one of my oh, most same. favorite venues ever. Um, yeah, it's just an incredible place. So if you all haven't checked it out yet, it, it's definitely worth going if you're in Nashville. But, um, yeah, I played with a group called Song Suffragettes, which I have been playing with them for many years now. I played my first show with them um, when I was, like, 16 years old. So um, it's been a big part of my life, and it's a cool – group of women um it's all females always female singer songwriters and uh it really focuses on like elevating women in uh, not only country music but just in the industry in general so got a lot of love for song suffragette so it was an awesome way to start the year but i like you kind of was like man i feel like i haven't done this in a while so you know kind of kind of had to remind myself how to how to do what i do (laughs) right right and 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 like you i mean I love the listening room myself. It, it 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 it's like one of my absolute favorite places in town. I I love it so much. Yeah, it, uh, it's honestly incredible, and it it really focuses on um, the music itself. You know, it feels like very uh, true to Nashville in that way. And 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 I love uh, uh, acoustic singer songwriter sets anyway. So so same, yeah. If you put me in a in a room with 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 just a singer and a guitar, I might stay there all day. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, no, I I love that. It's it's really fun because I feel like it, it definitely gives it a more intimate feel to it. Um, 
kind of like having that stripped down sound and especially since there's so much focus on the songwriting process here in Nashville. Right. Um, yeah, right. It, it just feels really authentic and genuine. Absolutely. I remember um, um, the last time I was in Nashville, I didn't get to go to any any uh, singer-songwriter rounds, which I should have, but uh, 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 um, it was back in October and and I got to go to the a Grand Ole Opry for an award show. Yeah, I mean that that kind of makes up for it. But next time you're here, then you'll have to go to like twice as many singer songwriter rounds as you would normally. You got to make up for it. <laughs> oh, I'm planning on it. Trust me. Uh, so uh, I know we talked a little bit about this off air, but but uh, uh, I was kind of uh, looking through your uh, uh, bio on your website and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a had a interesting upbringing with uh, uh, both parents <laughs> in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. In a way, I kind of did come up in the entertainment industry from the time I was born. Um, my mom, um, she's an actress, and uh, my dad, uh, he doesn't really do it anymore, but he was a touring stand-up comedian for many years. And um, that's actually how they met, was both through performing. There was a dinner theater in Knoxville, which is where I'm from originally. And um, that was how they met each other. So, yeah, having that early influence from both of my parents, it just kind of, like, came naturally to me, I would say, uh, performing all that. Um, I I was kind of like a, I would say, maybe not a shy kid, but a quiet kid, except for um, when it came to being on stage. Then I definitely was... Not quiet, not shy at all, <laughs> and um, it was always right. something I wanted to do. You know, I saw both of them doing it, and um, just really fell in love with the whole world of entertainment and performing. And um, I kind of found my own way with it with music. Um, I started singing super young, and um, knew that was what I wanted to do. You know, the the dream kind of changed and evolved. Like when I when I was super young, I remember like those early influences for stuff like, um, like seventies rock and all that. I loved that. Cause that's what was yep. always playing around the house. And, um, but yeah, I, I kind of eventually found my way, um, started writing songs super young. I was like eight, nine, ten years old and, um, found my way to country music eventually. Um, and that kind of came from, I actually was a, kid performer at Dollywood and so that kind of opened up a whole new world for me in in finding my own voice and kind of what I wanted to do with the with the industry right I was going to ask uh uh if you'd ever uh performed at Dollywood because I know I know Dollywood's super close to Knoxville and and I mean that that it is yeah uh, that sort of uh sort of across my mind I was going to ask that so yeah, yeah. I actually did it for about three years. Um, it was when I was like 10 years old, I think, is when I started. But my mom had just seen like an advertisement for it that they were looking to hire some kid performers for their Christmas shows. And at the time, I was doing a lot of community theater. So I, I was like performing, but kind of hadn't found my way yet. You know, I was just a kid. It was just something I was doing for fun, but I knew eventually I wanted to elevate that. 
So she saw this ad and asked me if it's something that I'd be interested in trying, and I thought it sounded super fun. So we we drove down there for the auditions. Um, it's about an hour drive from where I grew up, and we went down there for the auditions, and I, I ended up getting cast in uh, this Christmas show that was called O Holy Night. And um, I ended up doing that show for three seasons in a row, and then also um, the – Last season that I did Dollywood, um, when I was 13, I performed in a show called Chicanahay that ran all throughout the summer. It was like May through September, I think it was. And that, I feel like, was a, a really big turning point for me because um, Dolly Parton actually wrote all of the music for that show. So everything we were performing wow. was written by Dolly specifically for this show. And that's around the time that I had picked up a guitar. So having that... Uh, kind of connection with her and her music and right when I was learning about songwriting and learning about what type of writer I wanted to be I feel like that's when it really clicked for me you know that's impressive uh now uh I know you mentioned you're uh, originally from Knoxville I, I, I've mm-hmm. only I, I've only been to Knoxville uh, once in my life <laughs> and <laughs> and and, and and I'm a uh, huge Tennessee Vol fan, okay? Huge oh, yeah. Tennessee Vol fan. Major. <laughs> uh, that, that's so, the right choice right there. <laughs> is there actually any other choice? I don't think so, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember uh, driving through Knoxville, and and I see a Newland Stadium up there, on, up there on the hill. I'm like, I think I just died and you're on heaven, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's an incredible stadium. I, I've never been to it. I've seen it from a distance. I've never been there, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping and praying one of these days I get to go. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do too. It's definitely it's one of the coolest stadiums I've I've been to, and I, I grew up around it. You know, like my family had mm-hmm. season tickets. Um, a lot of my right. family uh, graduated from UT, so it, it's definitely definitely in my blood to be um, a Vols fan and all that, but even you know, even as I've gotten older um, and I've gotten to see some other stadiums, I mean, it, it's incredible and not only just um, not only just the, the way it looks, it's, it's like the feel of it, the energy. I mean, Vols fans mm-hmm. are very, very passionate, so <laughs> you see game yes, at Baylor, I mean, Yes, we yeah, are. You can't beat that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, I know we mentioned uh the listening room and 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 it was one of your your favorite places to play uh uh yes. is that your favorite place in national play man it's it's hard to pick a favorite you know it, it's definitely up there, but I would say it's probably the place in Nashville that I most frequently play. And not only that, mm-hmm. but it, it's been the place, like, um, most prevalent throughout my life so far. I, I played my first listening round when I was, like, 16, and I'm 24 now. So, you know, it, it's something that always I play there at least a handful of times a year. Um, so it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I've gotten to play some really great venues here in town. Um, I've played The Basement, which I really love that. Um, I played the Mercy Lounge, which I will miss very much. So it was an incredible venue. Um, so I've gotten to play some really cool places. It's hard for me to pick a favorite, but it, it's definitely up there. Uh, 
Um, um, I remember in all my trips to Nashville, I've been going to Nashville uh, probably longer than you've been alive. I've been going to Nashville probably longer than you've been born. <laughs> but um, uh, I remember uh, uh, my first trip to Nashville, I'm down on Broadway, and I'm listening to all the music coming out of the bars or whatever, you know. And I'm sitting there yeah. thinking, yep, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other uh, in the future, Nashville. I guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... It, and and I actually have have family that lives about probably uh, twenty minutes from downtown. So uh, uh, so every time yeah. I go, I've got a couch to crash on, which is always good. It's there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, no, it's a great city. I I just fell in love with it. The like you, the first time I visited, it, it just kind of you know, there's just something about it, the energy of it. I really like it. It just sucks you in and makes you never want to leave, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, now I'm going to get uh, pretty deep with you here, okay? <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, you know, when everything's said and done with your career 30, 40 years down the road or whenever that might be, uh, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to leave on the industry? Oh man, you weren't kidding about getting deep. We're we're just going right in there. I love it. Um, man, that's hard to say because I mean, you know, there's always like I'm a very goal oriented person. Like I love this stuff. At the start of the year, you know, I I'm like out there making vision boards. I like to write down all my goals and things that I hope to accomplish. So I have like right. thousands of little pieces, you know, that I I want to put together for the the bigger puzzle, so to speak, but um, I think at the root of it for me, um, for for folks listening who haven't heard my music yet, um, I've always kind of felt like I there's like a black sheep aspect to my music. Um, I do consider myself country. I call myself alternative country just because I have so many other types of influences like with rock and with indie. So it, it kind of, you know, is on the outskirts of country, I would say, but it's still mm-hmm. um, very much influenced like by like Church, that early kind of outlaw music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love him. Um, so mm-hmm. I think with Thanks. that in mind, I would love to kind of be known as one of those artists who was willing to push the boundaries Um and kind of make my own way and kind of just like give a a voice for other people who maybe don't feel like they fit in exactly, whether that be music or just, you know, their their social life, their professional life. That's that's what I'd really love to be known for, just kind of like giving a voice for people who maybe haven't exactly heard themselves or found themselves in this particular genre before. Because um, I think there's a lot of people out there who love country music um, but maybe don't feel like their story is exactly being told. Um, I feel like I, I've had conversations with people about that a lot. So I would love to kind of be known as that person, you know. I mean, that that's a pretty big – it's a lofty goal, I know, but it's uh, – yeah, that would I I would love to be able to accomplish that one day. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Uh, you know, uh, and I'll tell you um, a little bit of my own story. Uh, I started this podcast, uh, like I said, a, a little over uh, over ten years ago, mm-hmm. and and I gave myself two weeks. I said, okay, 
if I'm not enjoying this in two weeks, if this is not for me, I'm done. I have no regrets. Well, yeah. A uh, two weeks has turned into over ten years, and uh, and uh, and I'll be honest with you, Sam. Uh, um, this podcast is probably uh, the absolute best decision I've ever made because because yeah. uh, not only do I get to talk with with incredibly talented people like yourself on on a weekly basis, uh, I feel like that that uh, that. Uh, that uh, if it, if what I do uh, makes an impact on the industry, then there's then then my job is pretty much done. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, I love that and, man. Ten years, that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say this all the time too. I say I don't care who you are. If you're on the podcast with me. Uh, your stories and your music will be uh, 100% respected and valued. I don't care who Absolutely. you are. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I just I just love what you do. I, I've known of you for a long time, and it's kind of crazy. It's taken us until now to actually <laughs> sit down and do this. But yeah, I love what you're doing. Um, I think it's so cool that you're, you know, elevating and giving a. Uh, a voice and a platform for, you know, all, all types of artists, no matter where they're at in their career. I just think it's really cool. And um, I think not only it's just cool that you're doing that, I think it's super interesting. I mean, I'm someone, I love learning about, you know, people's journeys, what they're doing, how they got started. So I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, me too. I, I, I am a, a huge people person. <laughs> I yeah. joke all the time. I say, <laughs> I say, if you meet me in person, I'm a hugger, and you'll probably yeah. be hugged multiple times before the conversation is over. You'll probably be hugged That's multiple times. That's a good times. way to be. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> so, so yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, I mean, and going back to what you said about about uh, about your music for a second and incorporating uh, uh, a few different genres. I mean, I love that because because let's face it. Uh, uh, um, uh, the way the industry is now, with uh, uh, with incorporating rock, pop, you know, soul, whatever, right. I love the way the industry is going right now. I absolutely love, love the way this industry is going right now. It's a very genreless time. I feel like you know, like I feel like a lot oh, of absolutely. artists, you have like that. Um, whatever your roots are, you have that, and that'll mm-hmm. always be a part of you. But I feel like there's more freedom than ever to kind of explore um, other outlets, you know, other other parts of you that, you know, maybe before that, that wasn't the way when it was more traditional, you know, sign with a label and pitch to radio when it was more right. in that direction, you were a bit more limited and boxed in. Not to say that it couldn't happen because, you know, I mean, there's, there's a great all- artists like Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift who very successfully crossed over and did a little bit of everything mm-hmm. but for you know your standard new artist starting out that wasn't always a reality so I love that um it's just I love that it's just a possibility now that you just kind of have the freedom if you you know if you if you write music and you're like okay I'm I'm country and that's what I am and that's what I do that's awesome and there will always be an audience for that and they'll always be respected but 
if you're someone like me who likes a little bit of everything, you have more freedom now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a really, really cool time to be making music. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> a friend of mine, I've known her for years, uh, uh, she lives there in Nashville, uh, uh, she put out a song, <laughs> and I'll send it to you. Uh, uh, sometime I'll send it to you. That 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 I've I've classified as country disco. Yeah, yes, that's a, I love that. That's, that's apparently a thing. Because why send not? You the song you know? and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I'll I'll send you the song and let you hear it. But but yeah, it's pretty to. much country disco. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is different. It's cool, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Okay, uh, okay uh, so a couple more questions for you, then I think we're going to wrap things up, okay? Okay. Uh, 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 being in this industry, as long as you have, a, have been pretty much growing up in the entertainment industry as a whole, uh What's the biggest lesson uh, the music industry uh, uh, music industry has taught you? Oh man, you know this may sound kind of uh, simple or vague, even, but the thing that immediately came to mind is truly doing what you love and being who you are at its core really does prevail. Because I look back. You know, there's obviously been some, I'm I'm proud of where I am and I'm proud of the journey I've taken, but of course there have been some missteps along the way. That's only natural. But I look back Mm -hmm. at some of my, you know, the earlier songs I was writing um, back when I first moved to Nashville, and I'm very proud of the work that I did. But what does make me um, a little sad to see is I think I was trying to be what I thought, um, everyone else was hoping I would be. You know, I think there was a little more pressure when I first moved here um, to fit in a certain box that I just, I didn't fit in. And now that I've kind of let go of that and I've taken some time to really find my, not only myself musically, but just myself as a person and just knowing who I am a little bit better, um, that's when I found people really started to pay attention. So, you know, it may sound a little vague and it can be hard to say, well, just go be yourself because you may not know who that is yet, and that's totally fine. But um, I found bringing people along for the journey of me figuring out who I am. I mean, I write about figuring out who I am and being, you know, a young woman in my early 20s a lot, and there's other people going through that, and they connect with it. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's pretty just, like, simple life advice in general, but it is a lesson that I had to learn not only for myself, but to be able to have the career that I do. Okay. Uh, 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 you know, I'm a big fan of podcasts myself. Uh, aside from, from hosting one, I listen to podcasts all the time. And Me too. <laughs> and I listen to podcasts a lot of the times uh geared outside of the music industry just just mm-hmm. for uh uh for some a new perspective on things you know yeah and, and I found this podcast uh and this question that was very very interesting uh what is the uh hidden cost of the life that you signed up for, whether that's missed birthdays missed uh missed whatever mhm. 
I so, would say uh, probably for me, um, I would say probably like uh, it's it's going to be like little things here and there. You know, it doesn't feel like that much of a loss for me. I don't feel like I've had to miss out on any huge uh personal life things. I think maybe part of that is because of the family environment and the dynamic that I grew up in. Um, With that entertainment background, a lot of them, they understand it. So we're kind of used to having crazy schedules and maybe sometimes having to celebrate birthdays on different days, things like that. So I'm very, very grateful for that. I don't feel like I have missed too much in um, being a person and living my life because I do think that's super important, but it's easy to forget that. Um, So I'm lucky for that. I think um, as I've gotten older, um, you know, I'm kind of at the age where I'm seeing some friends, you know, maybe graduate college or start their new jobs and all of that. I think I'm in a unique position where I never really thought about it before, but with music, it's not really laid out. Like you don't really have set milestones like, okay, I'll probably reach this by this year and this will probably happen this year and I'll probably make about this much money. That's just not something that's really laid out. It can be really sporadic and all over the place, which is part of why I fell in love with the industry is that it's just pure creativity. Um, but I, I did have to learn that to realize you're you're going to go at your own pace, and it, it sometimes is going to differ by the day. I have some days where, you know, I'm in the studio recording my album and all that, which I'm working on right now, and it's all exciting, and it's, okay, go, 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 let's get this all done, and then I'll have just a week of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not playing a show, I'm not writing, I don't even know what to work on, so... Um, I think just like the the hidden cost of it can be keeping yourself sane while realizing that those ups and downs are very, very normal. You know, I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, working on new music because because I want to talk about that in a second. Uh, Yeah. You said you're you're, uh, working on a brand new album. Uh, I am. Is there any uh, set date for that to drop or uh, what? What's the status on that? There is no set date just yet. Um, What I can share, though, is I'm actually working on two projects at once, (laughs) which I've never done anything like that, but it's been super fun. Um, I have one project, I would say probably about 75% of the way done, but I've been recording a lot of that outside of Nashville. Some of that has been, um, you know, back where I'm from in East Tennessee, and some of that has also been – in Toledo, kind of near Detroit, because that's where my producer lives most of the time when he's not touring. So a lot of that I've been having to travel for. So it's it's been almost a year-long process, but um, it's a group of songs I'm really, really excited for. Um, it feels really authentically me, but still a bit different than any of the other songs that I've put out so far. Um, so while we are kind of wrapping up on that, um, we'll be choosing some release dates soon and figuring out when and how we're going to release that. And I have another project that I am in the very beginning stages of pre-production for. So, um, yeah, this will be a, a big year for releases. And um, it will be kind of like a non-traditional way to do it. But I think that really suits me. And, yeah, I'm just really excited for it. Um, I'm super proud of the music that I've released over these past couple of years. And so that is all still available for streaming on Spotify, Apple, or whatever anyone uses. Um, But, yeah, this is kind of like a 
I feel like it's uh, the last few songs were like an introduction to myself, and this is kind of more laying it out there, like, okay, this is who I am and what I do. Right. Well, uh, 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 this has been so much fun, Sam. It really has, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, one more question for you before I let you go. Uh, you know, as a creative person, which I know you're very, very creative, uh, what inspires or motivates you? A little bit of everything. I'm someone that I, I really try to find um, inspiration in the little things, whether it's just, you know, stuff outside, stuff that my friends say. Sometimes I'll stop people mid-conversation and be like, I'm sorry, you just said something really cool and I need to write that down so I can put it in a song. Um, so I, I find a lot of inspiration from everyday life because that's the type of things that I enjoy writing about. But also, um, at my core, I'm just um, a lover of, like, I would say music, but just the arts in general. You know, I, I find inspiration from other music. I find it from movies and TV shows and all of that. So I really try to look at everything through the lens of, like, this could be something. And I try to take that with me and use that for my music. Awesome. Well, uh, hey, uh, I'm glad we finally got to uh, 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 sit down and do this today after Fair after years. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and thank you again just for what you do. I want to thank you for having me on on your podcast, and not only that, but just thank you for doing this in general. I know you've talked to so many of my friends throughout the years and given them a platform, so it's just much appreciated, and I hope you do this for at least another 10 years, and, you know, maybe I can I can come back on in the meantime. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, I say this all the time. I say, I'm going to keep doing this until you all tell me to shut up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, hey, uh, uh, b- before I let you go, I, I just wanted to say uh, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, I don't care what it is, uh, 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 you know where to find me. Well, that's very kind and very appreciated. Thank you. All right. I'll, I think I'm going to uh, let you go and let you get back to your evening, but uh, thank you again for this. Yeah, no, thank you. Seriously, this was great. All right, I'll talk to you later, Sam, okay? All righty, take care. Bye. All right, you too. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss uh, uh, Sam Hatmaker. And that wraps up uh, the first interview of the year. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm working on something uh, for next week, and I'll let you guys know uh, uh, when I know... Uh, 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 some more details. So I think with that, I think I'm gonna end the episode right here. Uh, 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 you've been listening to uh, uh, Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.